Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. What is up and welcome to episode 11 of the Grey Wolf Hoops Podcast. It is Ned joined once again down the line from Adelaide, Johnny Van Fitzgerald. Johnny, what is up, dude? Yeah, plenty over here, man. Just chilling half an hour behind your good self and uh, making the most of some nice weather in Adelaide and some good basketball this round, of course. Of course, but before we do jump into that, I want to point out to people listening, today is the last day to pre-order those Grey Wolf Hoops, the original edition, John, right there. You can be sporting one of those Grey Wolf Hoops. Look the part like Scary Terry Cameron that have been selling quite nicely, but you've only got a couple of hours left. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, we really appreciate everyone who's got behind it so far, and uh, I suppose everyone who jumps on board now is a bit of an OG, you know, an original supporter of the uh, of the of the Grey Wolf. So make sure you get your orders in today, and we'll get them out nice and soon, and get everyone repping the the GW around town, man. Yeah, I love it. Just like you pointed out last night when you sent me through a text, I was taken aback. Are you saying this Grey Wolf van is actually getting around town in Horsham, or did you see it out and about in Adelaide? No, this Grey Wolf caravan was in Horsham. So if anyone sees that, the rumours are true, that is our new office. Uh, so please <laughs> knock on the door and come in. But yeah, so the Grey Wolf is spreading like wildfire, man. There's already been a caravan company that named themselves after us, which is pretty cool. Yeah, man, uh, we'll, we'll go with that, definitely. But Johnny, <laughs> let's jump into this round of fantasy. I never check this. I like to hear it nice and fresh from you. And I'd also <laughs> like to apologise to you because you saw a different side to me this week. You are, of course, enjoying your time on holiday. Sometimes a little bit hard to get in contact with, and I'm trying to get Machado and Hobson into my league, and I am like, don't you ignore me! Because I, I was a little bit upset because I wanted to get them in, and you're the expert, and I apologize for the, the brutal text. <laughs> That's all good, mate. It's, it's a tricky one in there, and uh, what I've found hard, and a lot of other people are doing NBL fantasy, and I think I did mention it to you, is that it's very tricky to generate a lot of money. I mean, like with a lot of other fantasy sports that you do, like with Australian rules football, that sort of thing, usually you've got guys on the bench, you know, they're, they're playing, they're making money, then you trade them down and then you can upgrade the guys on the court or on the field. So uh, NBL fantasy is a little bit different because the guys on the bench usually don't make a lot of money. Like, for example, I've got Kyle Adnam sitting there. He's probably gone up, you know, 300000 in the whole season, so you can't really do a lot with that. So trying to fit Machado and Hobson in proves a very difficult task, I'm sure, especially with <laughs> only a you know, limited number of trades there each week, but I see that you did get Hopson in, man. You would have been pretty happy with his game. Well, he, he did all right. The first game I saw, he had like 10 turnovers or something ridiculous like that, but I still think he got a double-double and a triple-double if you count those turnovers, not the type you sort of want. <laughs> no, exactly. He ended up uh, as your captain with 162 points, so he would have scored with that 81. So across two games, that's pretty solid. And I uh, personally, I ended up at the very last minute, I switched to Machado and he scored pretty much exactly the same. So, you know, we're not losing losing too much there, but the Spirit Salingos, man, had a really good win over the Hardcore Pandas. Oh, that's us versus... Oh, we destroyed the Hardcore Pandas. I cannot wait to tell Anna and Olivia that, Marley and me getting the big win. So, we're humming along nicely then. Whereabouts are we, man? Give us an update here. Yeah, sure thing, man. I'll get the ladder up in front of me, but I'm saying the Hardcore Pandas did a crisis meeting. The season has not been friendly to them. Just checking the ladder. (laughs) The top sort of three or four have been pretty much the same for a while now. Then I'm sitting there on 10 and 3 in 5th spot. Your 7th though, man. 9 and 4. So you're still in the hunt. 
think there's three rounds of fantasy to go if I just quickly check here. So we're not too far from the end now, but things are heating up a bit towards the top for the you know the overall number one position because uh, our mate Lewis Rose, who we still haven't met yet, but is probably looking forward to his meet and greet, is on 12-1, if you Damn. don't mind, and way out ahead in terms of points scored, which is fantastic. But on a little side note, though, I will uh, give another shout-out to our boy Tim Pickett, who's off the bottom of the ladder, if you can believe that. He's 2-11. and 11 Go and spot. So go keep easy. That's a fantastic effort after, you know, starting his season at week 10. So not bad <laughs> Who's <laughs> so, last? Is it the Hardcore Pandas in last? No, the Hardcore Pandas are third last. They're, actually, they've got the same record as Tim, 2-11. and 11. And Feng Shai Guan is coming last on 1-12. and 12, So, oh. you know, maybe better luck next season. But we hope everyone gets behind it again at the end of this year when the when the next season starts up. Because it's been a lot of fun, that's for sure. It has been an absolute bunch of fun. And yeah, to Lewis, if you are listening, man, hit us up. Info at greywolfentertainment.net. We want to hear from you. You can jump on the podcast, talk to us, give us some tips. We'll track him down one way or another, but need to know some tips because, like I said, it's not just his overall record in the league, but his points for he's 8,165, and the next highest is about 400 behind that. So he's obviously worked out his strategies and it's paying off in the Great Wolfpack League. Unlike Cousin Lewis, who is right down the, I would assume, near the bottom, <laughs> he was telling me last night he's not doing too great. No, no. It's, you know, it's good for a few of the guys to get behind, but it can be a very long season if you're not sort of watching and following the games. But Lewis is 15th on 4 and 9, equal with, funnily enough, equal with Brody Tepper and Steve Bruce in there as well, who I believe had a birthday yesterday, so happy birthday to Steve as well. Yeah, and a big happy birthday to Sean the day before that. The Bruce boys right yeah. there, birthdays all around. Yep, exactly, man. It's a very special month, January, in the Bruce household, of course. Most definitely. There's some good dudes right there. All right, let's jump into last week's round of NBL action, Johnny. It was the Cairns Taipans winning. We predicted this one 85-79 to yeah. 79 over the New Zealand Breakers, but Hobson did well. This is how I am now when it comes to fantasy, man. I'm like, I want Cairns <laughs> to win because they're the team I'm backing, but I do want Hobson to absolutely dominate. So it has yeah. killed it for me. Does a bit. You're right, he did have 10 turnovers, but I mean, and again, like I had Machado on the other side of the court, 29 points. I mean, that guy's just, you know, he's right up there with the MVP race, as we keep saying, but a brilliant win for Cairns. You know, probably a bit of a danger game, obviously, New Zealand were coming off a, a bit of a winning streak, but they're pretty awesome for them to hold on, and they obviously a good way to start off the round on Thursday night. Oh, it was. It was so fantastic right there. I mean, this is where the fantasy really got me, Johnny. On the Friday night, it was the Perth Wildcats destroying the poor old Illawarra Hawks, but I was up and about because of Bryce Cotton and Brody. He's there looking at me going, yeah. what is wrong with you, Dad? You hate the Perth Wildcats. And I'm like, well, you know, it's Fantasy League. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And sometimes Fantasy League trumps a lot of other things because you get so involved with it. But uh, as you said, yeah, Bryce Cotton, he's been a staple of my team this year. 23 points. He just had another night out, as he always does. But, you know, it was just business as usual for Perth. And I think you know, Illawarra did try and take it to him a little bit. Perth got off to a quick start at Illawarra. You know, they, they got a little bit of respect back there. But, you know, 22 points is really just... You know, the Wildcats being the Wildcats, isn't it? But, you know, lots to learn for the Hawks for this season. You know, they've had a few good games, but, you know, they'll be focusing on next season at this point, I'd say. It's sort of season over. Yeah, it hasn't been as doom and gloom as what it was looking like at some stage. They've got a few, couple of really respectable wins in there. And, Johnny, what about Plumley for the Wildcats? This was announced about two yeah. hours after we recorded last week's podcast, <laughs> so we haven't been able to talk about him too much. How did he go in that game? I'm not sure if you checked it out, but did he go all right? And how do you think yeah, his yep. fit is? for the Wildcats because I was a big fan of Darius was Hunt, the one they yes. came home wasn't it yeah Darius Hunt so yeah Plumley come off the bench looks like he had 16 minutes obviously just settling in 
in. They only hit the hit the scoreboard a couple of times with six points, three rebounds. So probably just a bit of a settling in game for him. But he's a massive addition to that rotation, man. And obviously, I think they've gone. You know, if we're going to beat Sydney, who are you know still clear cut the best side, we're going to need to bring in some big guns. And I think that's why they've done that. So I mean, you know, it'll probably take him a game or two to settle in. But I think he's the king killer, if you want to put it that way. Oh. That's why they brought him in, in my opinion. So well, a lot of pressure on their out. shoulders. Yeah, it is, and I see because again, with with Perth, as we speak about quite often, they spread the ball around a lot. They spread the minutes around a lot as well. So you know, it's probably going to be unlikely he's going to play more than thirty a game. But I'd say that his minutes will probably get another ten out of him. You know, in the coming games as he settles into the Australian climate and conditions. So yeah, look out for him to be the difference potentially. And, and again, I'd say that's exactly why they've brought him in at this stage of the season is to you know to take on Bogut and the Kings. Yeah, and he got himself into some early foul trouble, which often does happen with new imports in. The league too so yeah. like you said it'll just take him a little bit of time to settle in and it'll be interesting to see how they go if they can go back to back champions I think they're going to have to get yeah. over the Sydney Kings who won on Saturday 92 to 83 over our beloved Cairns Taipans John I thought it was going to happen but there you go the Kings battled it out for a, a nine point victory yeah, exactly right. And, you know, again, the Kings are another team that just gets it done at home. But uh, I'm certain, actually, I predicted the Taipans to win that game only because of that momentum on the Thursday night. And, of course, Thursday to Saturday is a very quick turnaround when, the, you know, the round goes until Sunday. So... A tough road for Cairns, but they sort of got a lot out of that game, I'm sure. But, I mean, the Kings are just getting it done now. Like I said, Perth's the team that's going to really challenge them. But when you look at their box score, which I've just got up in front of me, like Casper had 18, Tate had 15, Kickett had 18, Shawnee B had 13, which is brilliant. Like, they've just got even contributors across the board. And they're just one of those teams that when they need to perform, they just perform. Like I said, you know, Plumlee can make a difference potentially for Perth matching up against the Kings. But, you know, it's going to be a hard road to knock them off, man. I think a lot of things need to go right for, for Sydney not to take it this year. Yeah, absolutely love those Sydney Kings and let's hope they get it done for Sean B. The game, you didn't end up getting to this one. I think I asked you about 15 different times hoping that your family <laughs> would change their mind but it was the Adelaide 36ers over Melbourne United and they did it easily. Good news, I didn't get Machado in but I finally got my boy Griffin in for the Adelaide 36ers uh, into that fantasy <laughs> league. So he's sitting there in my side now, man, where he belongs because he is Mr. Consistency. 36ers making a bit of a run. Yeah, they really are, man. And we'll check the standings in just a minute. But they got off to a very hot start in that game. And it just sort of continued for the for the whole four quarters, really. And your man, Eric Griffin, like, I'm a massive fan of him, dude. Like, that's we had 21 points, 11 rebounds. And just, you know, he just gets it done. And I think he's a, probably not not, not like a, a lower name recruit or anything like that. But he's not up there with the big names that have come to the league. And he just gets it done. And I, I you know, have a lot of respect for the guy. But, you know, that is a tough road trip down the highway for the Melbourne boys. And things aren't doom and gloom at all for them. But they're the sorts of games that they really need to just, you know, nick one here or there where they shouldn't, just to really solidify a top four or even a top three spot. But, you know, the town was buzzing on Saturday here in Adelaide, and uh, unfortunately we couldn't get there. But, no, a great win for the 36ers either way. Yeah, I definitely hear what you're saying there on all parts, especially Eric Griffin. I think he flies under the radar is what you're trying to say because he wasn't too much to put him into that fantasy team, but his numbers are super solid. All right, Johnny, on to the Sunday. The Brisbane Bullets, they are now two wins on the trot, winning 95-85 to over the New Zealand Breakers. So two losses in this round for the Breakers. Bullets, another one. They're fighting out and playing good at the business end of the season. They are, and that's the thing we say about the Bullets. We've said a few times before is, they just sort of managed to get wins that they almost shouldn't get. <laughs> so this is probably one game. And again, you know, New Zealand coming off that hot streak and then losing to Cairns on a Thursday night. 
This is a game they'd be very disappointed to not win. But, you know, Brisbane can be really anything, and especially at this stage of the season when there is a few spots up for grabs and things are pretty tight. Real disappointment for the breakers, but, I mean, man, that's a pretty good effort by the boys at Brisbane. And it was even, a again, a fairly even contribution across the board. Sobe only had nine. Patterson only had 18. So it was, you only know, 18. And, yeah, yeah, which is, you know, for, for you and the local comps, not many. But uh, <laughs> that was a brilliant effort by the Bullets. And, and again, a game that they've just stolen. Like, that's not a game they should have won. And, you know, all credit to them for, for a great effort. Yeah, they are sort of consistently inconsistent I would say there for the Brisbane yeah. Bullets in the final game of the round was the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix they battled it out with the Elora. this one kind of could have went anyway I watched it it was a great game but the Phoenix hung on to win 90 to 82 handing the Elora Hawks their fourth straight loss yeah, unfortunately for, for Illawarra, it was a tough game at home. But, uh, you know, and the Phoenix, and we'll, we'll talk about it shortly, have got a couple of very tough games coming up this round. So this is one they just had to win. I think they didn't think this was a negotiable at all. They had to win it. But, you know, they're, you know, they're hanging in there. I think they're just off the bottom of the ladder now. But And again, as we say, that sort of speaks to the, the evenness of this season. We'll have a look at the ladder shortly. But, again, even contributors across the board. And they've just brought in a new recruit who we'll talk about off-air, Nettie Devondrick-Walker, who's... An name I'm not familiar with, but they've obviously brought him in to, to play a role at the, the point end of the season. Yeah, apparently he's a sharpshooter and he's replacing Keith Benson, and he yep. was a big-time centre, so they're putting a lot of faith in Dane Pinot, who's been having some big minutes there for the mm. Phoenix in the centre position. So it should be interesting to see how this one plays out, a couple of these sort of last-minute trades in a few of the yeah. teams. Yeah, I agree, man. And you make a good point about, yeah, Pino's been playing fantastic this season. And Wesley plays big, Creek plays big. So they've obviously got an idea for a lineup that they want to have on the court. And he's obviously, a, you know, a, a compliment to that. And actually quite a few of the, the guys at Phoenix have been like, having a really solid season. So again, this week's really going to determine what happens to them with two hard games to come. So, I mean, we'll wait and see. But, uh, you know, I actually don't mind what they're doing, man. That's a bold move, replacing a big guy with a guy who can shoot. You know, they've got a game plan. They want to stick to it. So we'll see how it plays out. Indeed, man. All right, let's, before we jump into this week's round, we'll take a quick look at the ladder. Sydney Kings, they remain on top. 15 wins, 6 losses. In it, too, the Perth Wildcats, 14 and 8. Nipping at their heels, though, is the Cairns Taipans, 12 and 10. In at 3. At 4, we have Melbourne United, 11 and 10. 5, your boys, the Adelaide 36ers, 11 and 11. In at 6 is Brisbane Bullets, 10 and 11. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, almost said magic, in at 7 there. 9 wins, 11. And losses. The New Zealand Breakers 9 and 12 in at 8th and last position. Illawarra who can't make the playoffs now 5 and 17 but yes very much a battle for 3rd and 4th spot now I would say. Yeah, definitely, man. And, like, it's it's pretty... It's actually unbelievable seeing it so tight, even at this stage of the season. You know, normally you have the natural progression of the better teams doing well and some teams dropping off. But, you know, Cairns there in third, you know, they were looking like their season was almost over a month or so ago. And, you know, the Phoenix are on their way back up. Again, they've got a massive round this week to, you know, to really set themselves up if they can make finals. The boards are hanging on. Melbourne United's there. You know, the 36ers are fairly unpredictable, as we say. And even the, you know, the Breakers were back, I guess you could say, back down in second last spot. You know, they've been there before and they've rose up, so who knows from here? It's not too long to go before the, the finals and there's going to be some really good rounds of basketball. Oh yeah, and let's jump into this week's round, John. It looks like a very much exciting one and the breakers, like you were just talking about, they need to get some wins. Not a great match to kick things off for them. They battle out number one Sydney Kings on Friday night. Who do you think will get this one, Johnny? Ooh. 
Yeah, look, you know, if you had asked me last week, I would have been firmly on the breakers bandwagon. But uh, after a couple of losses and, you know, a couple of disappointing losses, you'd say, I mean, the Kings will just go about their business. I really can't see New Zealand being them, even though it is at home. I think the Kings are just too strong and they're going to be wanting to build a bit of momentum now for the rest of the season. So I'll, I'll pick the Kings. 100% agree with you there, Johnny. And the second game of this round, wow, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, you said they need to get a run together. Not a great way for them to start things like Last time they played in Perth, they got absolutely walloped. They're returning to RAC Arena. Can they change things up and get a win this time? Oh, look, I, I, I can't see that happening, man. You know, this travel factor we mentioned about the Phoenix, this is the round that we were looking forward to, them really being challenged. But I just can't see them beating Perth over there. It's too much for a road trip. Perth are just in form at the moment. Fully expect them to go about their business. And probably, look, they probably won't wallop the Phoenix this time. And, and who knows, maybe this new game plan or this adjusted game plan might pay off. But I think Perth will get the job done at home. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you right there. On Saturday, Johnny, it's the Brisbane Bullets and the Illawarra Hawks. This one... Could be a one-sided affair with the Bullets playing very well at the minute and Illawarra slumping. Yeah, exactly, man. I expect it to be, uh, as you'd expect, I suppose, a, a result towards the bullet side. But uh, you know, Illawarra have had a few good games, as we just spoke about before. And you know, Brisbane, you know, again, with the ladder being so so even, they're ten and eleven. You know, if they can get this win, get their record back to five hundred or eleven and eleven, then you know anything's possible. So I expect them to win at home. And poor old Hawks are trying, but I just can't see them getting over Brisbane at, uh, at Brisbane. Yeah, very much agree with that. In the second game on the Saturday night, I think this one will be the game of the. Just looking through them. It's the Cairns Tire fans and the Adelaide 36ers in Cairns. Adelaide need to get this one done on the road. I think Cairns, though, will be too strong at home. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. This is the sort of game that, you know, again, we say often Cairns need to win. You know, you need to win your games at home just to solidify that. You know, they're now top three, so they need to keep winning to keep that spot locked away. But, you know, Adelaide, if I was a betting man, which, you know, I am at some times, this would be the game I'd put some money on them because this is the one, you know, they, they go away, they're unpredictable. Them and Brisbane just win win games when they shouldn't. And this is one that they could easily go up there and just sort of fork out a win. But uh, I'm going to back the, the tie pants, but it wouldn't be surprised to see Adelaide get the chocolates either. Yeah, and definitely gamble responsibly, John. On to Sunday, <laughs> the New Zealand Breakers and Melbourne United at Spark Arena. This one is locked. Dollar ninety each sports bet playing right there. Mm. They don't know who's going to win it. In New Zealand, with the form of Melbourne at the moment, you would think probably the Breakers maybe might have the slight edge. Yeah, this is a really tough game to pick because obviously New Zealand probably don't have too many double headers where they play in New Zealand for both the games. So obviously they're playing on Friday night, then they'll get a day's recovery, then they play on Sunday again. Again at Spark Arena, so I mean it's a tough one to pick, man. And you know, Melbourne United have been very up and down. I mean, it's uh, you know, I might I might back the Breakers in this one just for something a little bit different. And again, you know, the travel's not going to be a factor for them for this game, so you know, maybe they'll be refreshed and ready to go. But that could end up being another ripper game this round. But you know, I might jump on the New Zealand bandwagon for this one. Yeah, Johnny, I made my mind up while we were talking about that. I'm going to go for whoever you don't go for because well, we've got to keep it interesting. <laughs> like it. So I'll jump on United. They let me down last week. So hopefully they'll get it done this week. Looking for big games from Hobson and, of course, Sean Long, both in that fantasy team. Hashtag I'm a sad case nerd. On to (laughs) (laughs) the final game of the round. And what a terrible round for Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. They've just played Perth earlier. Why not back things up against Sydney in Sydney? 
Gee, I'll tell you what, someone at the uh, fixtures office at the NBL is really ripping them off here, aren't they? With two tough road trips in one week, uh, or in one round, sorry. But oh, I can't really see Phoenix winning either of these games, to be honest. Like, And it's not sort of much to say about them. It's more about their opposition. You know, Perth at Perth, Sydney at Sydney, are two of the toughest trips in, in NBL. So I'll back the Kings here, man, just to keep their winning ways going. But you know, then they're a team as well. The Kings, they're playing twice. If you've got any Kings players in your fantasy team, consider making them captain because they should have a couple of good wins this week and yeah, they should score well as well. Yeah, very well said right there. Same deal with the Phoenix as well. John Robertson hoping for big game from him. I'm thinking I'll leave him in. Alright Johnny, thank you so much for taking some time out. You'll be back in the studio next week. Certainly will be, man. I can't wait to get back at it and uh, you know, join yourself in the studio rather than being down the line. But you know, we've made do while I'm away and looking forward to being home and seeing some of these Grey Wolf shirts out in the wild. Man, it's going to warm my heart. Yeah, definitely. Be sure to hit us up, greywolfentertainment.net. Pre-order those shirts. They are live now. And on the music side of things, real quickly, our side project, The Underground, is running their album of the year once again, our album of the year. Hit that up, yep. theundergroundaustralia.com.au. Make your vote counts. That's about all I've got for this week, though, brother. That's it, man. I've got my votes in on there. So, uh, yeah, it's a very exciting time here with so many things going on. And uh, and as we keep saying, we appreciate all those who make the effort to share and buy a shirt and just get behind the, get behind the project. It makes you happy. Yeah, much love to you all. 